0: Paso, Paso.
1: Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Paso, Paso Podcast. This is Miles. Thanks for listening. Uh, On this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different that we haven't done before. We have interviewed uh, mothers about their experience in Taos, but there's a lot of room for discussing the life and experience of fathers in our community. Uh, thankfully today, I have a friend and a fellow father uh, who's willing to share a bit of insight into his experience and thoughts on raising children around Taos County. And uh, really happy that he's uh, here with us today and looking forward to getting to know him if you don't already. Um, how'd you like to introduce yourself?
0: Oh, thanks Miles. Yeah, my name is Sam, uh, Sam Burke-Favoro. And I've been living in, in Northern New Mexico probably around 15 years or so. And uh, yeah, I have four children. Three daughters and one son, and man, am I grateful to live here in this part of the world? Because uh, just the culture here is so unique, and it's it's very
1: tolerant. And I've i felt like.
0: Uh, What's that?
1: Hey, buddy, we got a two year old in the building. Oh, this is a mess. When you say tolerant, what do you, what do you think when you say that?
0: I just in terms of. Uh, the range and spectrum of lifestyles that are that are possible here in yeah. Taos County, like um, we live off-grid in a house we built ourselves, and we catch our water, and we try to recycle and do all these, we grow our garden and uh, I've been able to feed my kids off the elk that live in these mountains, you know so you want a banana, buddy? There you go. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, and you are originally from Wyoming. Yeah, I grew up in Green River, Wyoming. And I would always come down here
1: and uh, the... Uh, yeah, we will. Here you go. Well, the reason I bring that up is because okay. you mentioned uh, the open-mindedness about a variety of lifestyles, the um, off-grid nature and things like that. And I'm curious how much of um, your experience and, and lifestyle out here is new or the same as what you grew up around.
0: Um it's it's uh you know there's similarities but it's not everywhere in the world where the culture um permits folks to kind of live in these old old ways more traditional ways and so i really appreciate that about uh about being here and i think what that has allowed my family to do you know it's it's allowed me to really spend a lot of time with my kids mm-hmm. where i'm not really on, uh, in that in that race to make ends meet so badly and I'd say this past year 2020
1: um, it, let's eat this first guy
0: it was really validating and my kids saw it for the first time the value of what we're doing out here because mm-hmm. you know when the rest of the world was wondering how they're going to pay the rent or mm-hmm. you know really panicking and, and uh, struggling we had our stuff kind of s- somewhat self sustainable out here you know we rely on everybody else too but we had a little more breathing room out here I'd say you know and and more than that i would say being a being a father it makes me uh care also for all these other kids in our community you know what i mean and not just this community but um you know i've i started a nonprofit simply because i feel that as a father i not only feel responsibility toward my own kids but their whole generation you know I and mean? the entire future and so I think it's it, in the most basic way, that's that's the way I've transformed is just that I, it's not just about me trying to get fed or what I need. But then it's not then it's about my kids and then it's about their friends and their cousins and about their community. their classmates. And and uh, so so, man, I I can't be thankful enough, actually, to to be in this area, Taos County. And you were saying earlier that there's there's more of a push now. With the environmental crisis and the economic crisis, that for more acceptance of this lifestyle, and because I think kids need to learn too how to work the land, how to build soil, how to take care of water,
1: respect to, water.
0: Yeah, man, and uh, and I I don't think that's possible. It's possible, but it's not as effective if you're living a conventional lifestyle. Uh-huh. When they're raised up out here, it really it impresses it upon them the. the importance of it Mm,
1: it's experiential learning yeah they really see it it's not just water that magically comes out of one hole and goes down another yeah Um, it's hard to hard to measure and then they have that
0: relationship with the land and they have a conscientiousness like uh, by us living simply we've been able to um have some resources then to send to other places where people are you know Mm -hmm. especially after the coronavirus man we were we have friends all throughout the world, and people mm-hmm. were suffering, and we were able to send some money here and there. And through our nonprofit Unity Through Arts and Culture, we're we're trying to um, address whatever environmental or social needs
1: need to be addressed. Um, you, let's real quick. You've talked about a lot of things so far. Yeah. Let's just take a step back because people aren't. Uh, as familiar with your world which is very broad and just to rephrase like you've talked about already being a father um, the ways in which Taos is different from your um, upbringing in Wyoming um the benefits and educational aspect of raising kids in an off-grid situation. Um, the fact that you started uh, UTAC, or Unity Through Arts and Culture, is that what it's called? Yeah. Which is a nonprofit that yeah. helps people now around the world in various ways. Yeah. Let's, I would like to bring it back to Towson in a minute, but real quick, can you tell us more about UTAC and what are some things you're already doing and what you'd like yeah. to do with that organization? Well,
0: it's so the name of the organization is Unity Through Arts and Culture, and basically it's utilizing any kind of... Uh, cultural expression, artistic expression to raise awareness and raise money for social and environmental needs. And uh, so locally, one thing that we've done, we did a musical instrument drive and uh, people in the community donated uh, over two dozen instruments. And we we placed those with kids in the community so they could have something to do during lockdown. And so um that's what that's the type of thing we're doing locally. We're we're looking at uh, getting some grants for permacultural projects, and then abroad we've been uh, we've we've been working with people in West Africa, Senegal, the Ivory Coast. Uh, we've been working with Gypsy and indigenous communities in Brazil. Uh, we're working with uh, church groups in Haiti. We were collaborating with a lot of folks worldwide, and and that's just to say none of that would have been possible. I don't think unless I was living this kind of simple lifestyle, you know? Yeah. And so I I really am, I'm really proud of the culture that exists here in northern New Mexico because it's based on uh, indigenous culture. It's based on Hispanic culture. and, Mm -hmm. And so there's a, that's what I mean by tolerance is that if you try to go build a mud hut somewhere else, they might, they might shut you down. It might not be possible. But here... It's a part of the history. It's part of the history and it's a part of the present. And people still recognize the intelligence of it.
1: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, thanks for all of that. Um, With respect to things, um, you know, that this is like an early childhood podcast and you're a father... um, How do you think raising children in this uh, region is different than um, other regions or what's good and hard or or good and easier about um, raising children in Taos County, you know, from your perspective as a father? Yeah, well, as a father, I know that, you
0: know, um, there is somewhat of a, you know, people worry about. Uh, New Mexico being at the bottom of the list for education, mm-hmm. you know, down there with Mississippi and Louisiana in terms of statistics, and child well-being, all all those to- kind of statistics. But I would have to say that my own personal experience has been that the the education is there if if you want it. Mm-hmm. These mountains that we live in are all the education anyone would ever <laughs> need. You know, when you really get out there and and uh, and that's kind of where I come from. as nature is the master, and we're the students. All of us, the adults too, we need to learn better ways, you know. And um, so, a lot of those, a lot of those concerns that people have, oh, oh, is there enough economy for my family to live here? Well, for me, I haven't made that the priority. I've, I, I have to work different kinds of jobs mm-hmm. to make ends meet. the whole way. Yeah, I've tried to try to uh, hunt and grow as much food as I can and keep my overhead low. So I've made that choice, so I know that there is a limitation in terms of schools or in terms of jobs. On the other hand, where can you go in the world these days where you can wander freely in, in pristine mountains and, and forests? And we have we still have clean water, we still have clean air, you know, I just think for kids... And I've seen kids in Africa, you know, digging through trash heaps trying to find bits of food and stuff. You know what I mean? So for so I know my kids haven't made.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. You know what I mean? We might not have all the money in the world or whatever, but. We have it made here
1: that 's the, the irony and the interesting point you brought up about um, uh, national statistics on the, on what it 's like to be a child in New Mexico and how far we are in a rank or something is oftentimes um, some of those measures do include income and money and um, money is a tool in other areas of the country in ways that it might not necessarily be necessary here and so it 's interesting that a lot of the same things that are beautiful uh, sustainable um, ho- uh, holistic healthy are also the same things that might actually show up negatively on those lists so it is interesting and a good point that um you know obviously the people that live here in new mexico uh, including myself know that this isn't a horrible place to raise kids at all um there are some things that could be improved upon but it's a great point that you bring up and one we haven't discussed much on this podcast before that that fact that um all the beauty of what is um in existence here and, and bountiful um and deserves respect uh nationally is are not the same things that are um that they place value upon for those rankings and so it's it's kind of a mixed bag and that's also why it's important for us and people that um have been here far longer to to share their perspective on these topics yeah and you know i always i
0: always uh, remind my children like because what you know we live on the fringe of the of the forest and there have been years where wildfires were an issue and uh so when you face when you used to having a, f- a home and you and you considering that insecurity of what yeah. people are dealing no. with if they don't have a home base, um, you know I've told my children, look, even if a fire burned through here and and just took everything, we have that education, we have that experience of having done it. You know, my children have helped in all the process of of building and alternative building and getting the gardens going and butchering our own meat and canning our own food and so even no matter what you can't take that away from a person once they've developed their knowledge and their skills and their know-how you could drop them down anywhere and that's going to be relevant you know what what they're learning out here it it may seem out of touch or out of date with modern realities but actually the skills they develop here are going to make them better anywhere else you know because they are grounded in nature because they are uh, you know, following their own path and thinking through things on their own, and because they have space to think and silence and 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 nature to go walk around barefoot, that's not that's not a detriment. That's not going to slow them down. That's not going to hold them back. In fact, it's going to give them a leg up on on these poor kids that don't have that. You know, yeah. th- that are stuck in places where they're so removed from nature. And because we we need that, just as creatures, you know mm. what I mean
1: yeah wonderful man i appreciate you bringing all this to the conversation in our last couple minutes um uh you're very good at relating to other people's experiences because you've gone through a wide variety of things you've written books on your relationship with pain and all sorts of things um just in the last couple minutes for the people listening on knc or on the podcast um any uh words of uh (laughs) kinship you know or things for people out there in the community um from where you stand and what you're seeing um just because i'm hoping that these conversations also can be supportive to people that are listening as they already have been
0: well i know that when i had kids it really made me up my game i had to start thinking out of the box i had to start considering options that i never considered before
1: what do you want to give some example
0: oh um uh, you know before i had kids i was pretty content just to go work for somebody else mm. and and uh, have a little spending money and but then once i had kids and i wanted to have time with them then i had more more incentive to work for myself and to kind of uh you know have some have some some control over my own destiny and how i spend my time and how i make my money and i would say if you're if you're young and you have kids and you're wondering how you're going to make it how you're going to make ends meet don't don't close your mind off to to uh, opportunities that are outside of the conventional because someone's idea of success for you might just be a debt trap. Mm-hmm. You might be better off living out of a van for a few years. <laughs> no, really, you know what okay. I mean and 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 we have those kind of um, cultural biases that we're still bumping into and I would just say if you're young, you have young kids, there there are a lot of options and 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 uh it's not necessarily that your kids are going to suffer if you don't do the status quo. It might be that your kids do better if you can get outside of that status quo. Find a community where where that's not frowned upon, where that's encouraged, you know, for you to be trying your own things and, and creating your own things. And really this life, there's so many possibilities and uh Too often we just limit our own thinking about what's possible, you know. It's like, oh, in order to do this or that, I got to take this loan or sign this paper or whatever, have this kind of car. It's not really necessarily the case. It's just you have to allow yourself the um, emotional freedom to think outside the box and not be swayed by other people's Opinions or, or whatever. I think. I think that's what keeps people from trying different stuff. More than anything, it's mm-hmm. just
1: what do other people think
0: of this? Yeah, how would other people judge it? And at the end of the day, sometimes. Sometimes you're going to benefit from trying those things that not everyone's trying, you know. So, I tell my kids that, and I tell adults that, and I try to tell myself that: is just keep keep an open mind, keep a beginner's mind, look for opportunities. If you start feeling like there's no options, it's because you're not think you're not allowing yourself to think broadly enough about what's really available to you, because. Like I said, I've seen people in Africa suffering so hard, and they still find ways to be creative and make a living and, and keep flowing and raise their kids, you know. So mm-hmm. I just encourage people, hey, if you have the courage and, and, and you have you have young kids and you've taken on that responsibility, have fun with it, you know. Think outside the box, try new things. And, and also, you know, there's community here if, if you need help, you know, because it doesn't get done alone by yourself, you know. No one no one does anything great by themselves and i think raising children is one of the greatest things that you can accomplish but don't don't expect to do it alone either you know reach out for that help if you need it or
1: thank you man thanks so much for sharing all that and your perspective and wisdom with us um and uh just uh folks want to stay in touch with you or or learn more about you or yeah just reach out to unity through arts and
0: and uh you can send us an email there on the website and I'll I'll receive that and respond to you.
1: Thanks again, Sam. Love you, bro. Thanks Thanks for sharing your insight. And uh, to anybody else listening, we'd love to hear from more um, community members, parents, extended family, kids. uh, Reach out. uh, PasoTows at gmail.com or PasoTows.org. Just go to the contact page. Paso, Paso. Podcast. (laughs)